Welcome to Fictionary. I'm your host, Deetra, and I'm so glad that you're here and that you are you. If this is your first time joining me, Fictionary is a place for you to sit back, relax, and escape reality for a few moments. Today, I am sipping on a nice cup of cafe con crema, and I'm in absolute shock. I just realized that after this, there are only two episodes left in the first season of Fictionary, and I cannot believe that I've come this far. I'm excited for the break, but I'm even more excited about what's coming up in the next season of Fictionary. Um, I want to have more author interviews, more amazing stories by different writers, and more original fiction by yours truly. And I'm also excited to finally roll out Miss Deetra Reads, the Fictionary program specifically for children. See, Fictionary is for mom and pops, right? It's for you guys. But if you want some fun bedtime stories or something fun to listen to on the rides to school or soccer practice or dance or Mickey D's or Target or goat yoga, Sunday school, whatever it is that you do, then Miss Deetra Reads is the perfect podcast for you and your little ones. So guys, get ready because there's some new things coming in the new year. 2022 is about to be the year of plenty and amazingness. And two is actually my favorite number. So I'm about to find out if my love of the number two is warranted. We shall see. We shall see. Ha ha ha. Um, yeah, I'm really excited, guys. I can't believe there's only two episodes left. Wah. <laughs> anyway, um, today I definitely, I have an OM session for you. If this is your first time, OM is short for On My Mind, and I use this segment to talk, some might say rant, about something that has been plaguing my thoughts. Like Shrek said, better out than in, right? So let's get it started. So today I have been thinking about the shadiness of identity thieves. Erg. So someone stole my mother's wallet and she has been super distressed. Like she had a panic attack, like the whole nine, like it's really messed her up. And this is messed up on so many levels. Okay. So if you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend that you watch the movie, The Kite Runner, because there's a quote in there and it really, I felt it. Okay. So in the movie, Baba Amir's father says, there's only one sin, only one, and that is theft. Every other sin is a variation of theft. Theft. When you kill a man, you steal a life. You steal his wife's right to a husband. Rob his children of a father. When you tell a lie, you steal someone's right to the truth. When you cheat, you steal the right to fairness. Right? Theft. It's like so violating. And I just, I felt that quote. It stuck with me ever since I saw that movie. It's just so nasty. See, by stealing my mother's wallet, you didn't just rob her of the physical. You robbed her of her peace. You robbed her trust and possibly her identity. Like what the hell? So we're all working hard and trying our best to make it in this world. So, you know, do it on your own merit. Leave others out of your crap. I myself have had to deal with people trying to steal my identity and it's such a violating feeling. I worked really hard to get myself into a position that I have good credit, I have funds, I can handle things as needed. You know, it wasn't always like that. Um, but someone coming in and trying to mess with that is just foul, man. Like, I don't know, it's just messed up. So my message to people out there doing this junk, this crap is this. Don't suck. Don't be a sucky person. Don't be a thief. 
If you're going to do it, then could you go after like the student loan industry or the medical billing offices? Why are you going after the little guy? Better yet, just stop it all together. You've obviously got some skills. Why not put them to good use and leave people the hell alone? Or at least, you know, be like Robin Hood. Damn. Ugh. All right, guys. I'm still pretty perturbed, not gonna lie, but I do feel better than when I started. So I would call this ohm session a success, right? Anyway, you identity thieves, like just cut the shit, guys. Like leave people alone. And to my mama, it'll be all right, lady. Don't worry. Don't stress. Anyways, guys, shoot me an email if you have something that you want to get off your chest. Um, you can email me at keepreading.fictionary at gmail.com. Again, my email address is keepreading.fictionary at gmail.com. Hit me up, people. In season two, I want to interact more with you guys. So you can email me, share your own rants your stories, your poems, whatever it is, and I might just share it on an episode of season two of Fictionary. All right, guys, um, this week we're going to be reading episode four of the Kendall Vela series, Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinks by author Shantae Oliver. Uh, I just want to let you guys know this is by special permission from the author. She's been uh, so kind um, to let us share her story on Fictionary and I've definitely appreciated it. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, And if you have, then you can do a huge favor to the author and show some love on Kendall Vela. Um, If you guys could do that, it would be amazing. It's so easy. All you do is go and register with Kendall Vela and you receive 200 free uh, coins, tokens, right? And with those those coins, you can use them to purchase episodes of stories. So, for example, Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinks, there are free episodes, but then there are locked episodes, and you use the coins to purchase those. So if you guys can go on to Kendall Vela, register, get your 200 free coins, and, you know, make it rain on uh, author Shantae Oliver, show your appreciation, Um, Purchase some of those locked episodes using the free coins that you got um, when you registered. It would definitely help her out and show her um, that you guys are appreciating and enjoying the stories. And, you know, help author out. Help a sister out. Go and uh, register with Kendall Vela um, and you can purchase some episodes of Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinks. And like I said, uh, the author... Shantae Oliver has uh, given us permission to read episode four, which is actually one of the locked episodes. So you guys are getting this for free. It's a freebie. So thank you, Shantae. Um, Anyway, we're going to go ahead and get into the story. Enjoy. And remember, go to Kendall Vela, register, get your 200 free coins, and purchase some of those locked episodes of Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinks, guys. Now let's get into our story. Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinks, episode four. Drama Queens and Asphyxiated Screams. I wake up the morning after the eclipse, or whatever the hell that was, and I feel refreshed. It was the best sleep I've ever had in my life. I am not a morning person, but this morning I feel ready to go. I'm still laying down and look directly in front of me. Blake is laying down as well, facing me, and her eyes are still closed. Her long lashes are grazing the tops of her apple cheeks that are slightly perked up with a subtle smile. She looks so peaceful. Knock, knock. Yeah, I whisper. Can I come in? My mom replies. I'll come to you. 
I gently get out of bed and go to the door. It's so squeaky, so I open it as slowly as I can, hoping to let Blake sleep in. My mom is standing in the hallway and she's smiling at me. Good morning, sunshine, she says cheerfully. I hold a finger up to my lips, then close the door behind me as I join her in the hall. Blake is sleeping for once, I whisper as I follow my mom to her room. Her bed is already made. She's probably been up since sunrise as usual. She never sleeps well when my dad is out of town and always gets up early and goes for a run to clear her head. I flop onto her bed and she sits next to me. You're not usually up this early. Excited for the party later, my mom asks. Party? Maddie's pool party? How could you forget? She has it every year. Yeah, but we haven't really spoken to each other in a while. Maddie has been my next door neighbor for as long as I can remember. Her parents had a pool installed in their backyard at the end of our eighth grade year, and I swear it completely changed the trajectory of Maddie's popularity. Not many houses in our town had pools, so suddenly it seemed like everyone wanted to be her friend that summer. It suddenly helped that she filled out her bikini like a supermodel, but that could be my jealousy speaking. We still hung out through freshman year, but she seemed to change as her popularity grew. She was a drama queen where she'd previously been zen. She was makeup obsessed where she previously preferred to be barefaced. And all of that was fine, but she started ignoring Blake and me in the hallways. By sophomore year, she was sitting at a different lunch table and didn't even talk to us when no one else was around. Still, though, she would invite us to her annual pool party. My mom always insisted that I go for the sake of showing up for friends. But this year, I'd hoped she'd just forget about it. She didn't, as you can clearly see. I ordered you a new swimsuit on Amazon a couple days ago. It got here yesterday, my mom answered. She walks over to her dresser and pulls out a package from the top drawer. Here, go to the bathroom and try it on, she says as she throws it to me. I thought it was time your bathing suit fashion graduated. I look down at the package and I'm stunned to see a red two-piece inside. My dad had been adamant about me wearing one-piece suit since I was a little girl. I didn't really mind, but I was always curious about how I'd look in a bikini. I didn't really have insecurities about my body, mainly because I never really put much thought into it. My parents had always raised me with the thought process that my body was a tool, not an ornament. And I'm grateful for that upbringing, truly. But sometimes I just wanted to be seen, you know? I don't think I have a crush on anyone at the moment, but I'd like to know the thrill of dating before leaving high school. I go into the bathroom connected to her room and strip out of my pajamas and underwear. Looking at my naked body in the mirror, I really can't help but think it's not so bad. I may not be as curvy and womanly as Maddie or even Blake, but I was toned and feminine in my own way. I put on the bathing suit, the bikini. My dad is going to kill me and my mom when he gets back and sees this. And holy crap, who is that in the mirror? I look hot. Okay, maybe not hot, hot, but hot for me, hot. I strut out of the bathroom to show my mom, and as usual, she goes overboard. She puts her fingers to her mouth and whistles, then claps for me and indicates for me to twirl. Woohoo! My daughter is a model! Go, Lonnie, go! Lonnie, go! She's being loud. Well, we're being loud because I start laughing, and Blake comes through the bedroom door to see what all the fuss is about. 
By that point, my stomach was hurting from laughing so hard and doing fake model walks with my mom, so I can barely talk when I see her. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Blake, I pant. Did I, did I wake you? No, the bed got cold without you, so I woke up and followed the fun, Blake laughed. You look amazing in that bathing suit, by the way. I twirl for her, then say thank you and rush into the bathroom to change back into my regular clothes. After breakfast, showers, and chilling out in front of the television, the time arrives for the party to begin. My mom insists that we go, even if it's just for a little bit, and I feel bad saying no after she got me the bathing suit. She seemed so sincere about it, and I didn't want to let her down. Blake didn't bring a suit with her, so she borrows my old one. I ask her if she wants to wear the new one or we could stop by her house and grab one so she doesn't have to wear my plain black one piece to the party, but she says she doesn't mind. We take our times changing because we don't want to be the first two to arrive at the party. Our efforts are in vain, however, because that's exactly what happens. Maddie's older brother seems surprised to see us when he answers the door, but he lets us in. I'm kicking myself for even knocking on the front door. I should have just walked around to the back, but oh well too late. Now I have to see her entire family as we walk through their house giving awkward hellos and making our way to the back door. When we finally get outside we see Maddie and her mom rushing around and still setting up. Blake and I sigh as we exchange a look then go over to Maddie and offer to help. She's actually really grateful for it and friendly. It's weird but whatever. So we help her set up the last of the food, drinks, and decorations before the next guest arrives. Maddie tells us she'll be right back and runs inside to throw on her bathing suit. We find a spot at one of the chairs next to the pool and throw our things on it and take off our oversized t-shirts so we can go swim. The party is picked up pretty quickly and I'm starting to wonder if maybe we just had the wrong start time since everyone else seemed to arrive around the same time. I don't dwell on it too much though. I'm actually feeling pretty good about being here after spending a little time with Maddie before the party officially got going. Added bonus, I'm actually feeling pretty confident in my bikini. I noticed a few guys looking my way that had ignored my existence before. And while I don't have any interest in them, it still feels good to be noticed for once. I walk towards the edge of the pool and I'm about to jump in with Blake when Maddie finally comes back out. She looks right at me and I wave happily, surprising even myself at her. She scowls. I don't know what's changed until I look closer and see that her bikini has a striking resemblance to my own. She marches over to where I'm standing and whispers, slut, into my ear before pushing me into the water. I'm standing at the deep end because I'm a pretty good swimmer and had wanted to jump to the bottom, and I feel myself fully submerged. There's something about the venom that was in her voice as she pushed me that paralyzes me. Sure, we hadn't been exactly friendly these past couple of years, but we'd never outright tried to hurt one another. It hurt. As my head goes under the water, I hear Blake call out for me, and then I hear nothing. Everything is muffled when you're underwater. Sometimes I like to submerge my head when I'm taking a bath just to drown out the noise of the world. I let myself sink completely to the bottom and cross my legs and sit. I don't have much breath left though. I didn't exactly get a chance to take a deep inhale before going in. I know I need to swim up for air soon, but I'm so embarrassed and I feel like I might cry. At least if I cry underwater, nobody will know. You can't see tears underwater. 
My lungs start to burn, reminding me that that isn't currently an option, so I push up off the floor of the pool and swim towards the surface. My eyes are open as I look for the best place to swim to that won't have me banging into a random swimmer. I don't see any other swimmers. I keep swimming upwards for what seems like a longer time than it should be. My heart is starting to race and my lungs feel tight. I try and swim faster, but it seems like no matter what I do, I can't find my way to the surface. Stay calm, I tell myself. I keep swimming, swimming for my life now. The edges of my vision start to blur and my arms and legs are getting tired. How long have I been swimming? I think feebly as I try to keep going. Time slows and I feel myself losing control. I know that I'm a good swimmer. I know that I've swum to the bottom and out of this pool multiple times and yet I can't seem to make it. It feels endless. My head starts to hurt. It feels like it might explode. I keep swimming. This pool is six feet deep on the deepest end. This doesn't make sense. I know I shouldn't, but I gasp for breath. Everything is going dark. I try to keep swimming, but I can't. I float helplessly back towards the bottom. I feel the tears trickle out of my eyes and float away from me. Just as I feel myself succumbing to unconsciousness, I feel something cold grab my hand. The end of episode four of Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinks. And a little note from the author. Thank you for making it to episode four of Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinks. Give a thumbs up to let me know that you want this story to continue. And don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss the newest updates. So my friends, please, as I requested, log on, register with Kendall Vela, get your 200 free tokens, and purchase the next several episodes of Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinks. And make sure to give a thumbs up to the author, Shantae Oliver. Uh, She's doing her thing. I'm enjoying the story. And I want to see what the heck just grabbed her hand in this pool. Ew. All right, guys, until next time, keep on reading. <laughs>